Microsoft Nerds, welcome to another episode of Where the Fuck are the Popcorn Bags, the podcast where we review a movie, but not before we give you our expectations and then go watch it while we eat some snacks and then get a little high. I am Mantis Toboggan, and fuck I'm high right now on caffeine and marijuana. And I'm Brianna, and I can fall asleep in my cereal right now. The energy is <laughs> there. And today, we'll be watching Judas and the Black Messiah. Judas and the Black Messiah is written and directed by Shaka King and stars Daniel Kaluuya, Lakeith Stanfield, and Jesse Plemons, who I kind of assume is going to play a cop or something. But before we get into the movie of the night, Brianna and I are going to talk about our excitement levels for it and discuss some things we learned about it while lazily scanning the internet. Hold on, Brianna, I'm just going to... Marjo, I just, I just need you to, I just need you to hit him with some facts. Hi, yes, uh, welcome to Marjo Basement. I would just like to let you know to please stay tuned for a movie news after the review. Thank you, goodbye. Appreciate it, Marjo. That's why we keep you in the basement. Brianna, tidbits. I think I'm mouth breathing a lot. I'm sorry if you can hear yeah, that. Yeah, well, you don't have to apologize for just this, the kind of person you are. Uh, Judas and the Black Messiah, Brianna, is the spiritual sequel to James and the Giant Peach. It is, isn't it? It premiered only two weeks ago at Sundance, and it is now being sent right to HBO Max, and it is also in theaters, actually. The movie is about Fred Hampton, who was the Jeopardy, who was the deputy chairman of the <laughs> Illinois chapter of the Black Panther Party. And I'm sorry I ruined your Black Panther party. <laughs> Kenny and Keith Lucas, Brianna, do you know who they are? No, honestly, no. I couldn't tell if I was just writing it down wrong when I wrote Kenneth and Keith. And I was like, maybe I just I didn't read it right. But then I realized that they were two separate people. Yes, uh, they are twins. They are comedians. They've been around... I want to say for about 10 years now in the, in the public eye. They had a... I want to see these bitches. They had a cartoon back in 2013... Uh, Eric Andre was on it, and Hannibal Burris was on it. It was it was funny. They're 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 funny guys. So they began pitching the idea of a Fred Hampton biopic to a. Oh, I know who they are. Okay, you know, like you've seen them. They're in things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so so they started pitching an idea of Fred Ham of a Fred Hampton biopic to a twenty four Netflix in two thousand fourteen. While working with Shaka King on a television pilot in two thousand sixteen, they brought the idea up to him. Uh, Shaka King has directed things like Shrill with A.D. Bryant. Oh, Shaka King's a man? I thought it was like Shaka Khan. No, Shaka King is a man. And Shaka Khan's the woman, okay. Yes, yeah, he's he's also directed uh, episodes of High Maintenance and a show called People on Earth, which actually wasn't too bad, but it did not get a very long run. It was on USA Network. Ew. So they pitched their idea for a Hampton film uh, to him. He became intrigued. At the same time, a guy named Will Burson, who wrote an episode of Scrubs and also was a writer's assistant on Arrested Development, had been writing a Fred Hampton screenplay as well. And so there was a point in time where the Will Burson screenplay was going to be directed by F. Gary Gray. F. Gary Gray has directed things like Straight Outta Compton, Friday, and The Italian Job, for reference. Uh, Casey Affleck and John Powers Middleton were supposed to produce, and Jaden Smith or O'Shea Jackson Jr. were going to 
play Hampton. They, they were eyeing one of them to play Hampton, which just weird. I don't need to see Jaden Smith playing Fred Hampton. That's fucking bizarre. If you've seen a picture of Fred Hampton, if you know who he is as a person, there's no fucking way Jaden Smith is going to pull that off. I think... Um, Maybe I they think were Daniel, just thinking like more age-wise that he would be closer. I guess. Well, Daniel Kaluuya is fucking 30 and he's playing a 21-year-old. Hey. So. Don't fucking shit on 30-year-olds. We can't help that we're beautiful. That version fell through, though, okay? And Burson and Shaka King got together because there were talks, obviously, of two screenplays in Hollywood going around. So they got together with the Lucas brothers, and they rewrote the script into one, okay? So at this point, you have writers Kenny and Keith Lucas and Shaka King... And Will Burson. So those and are the Shaka four. Queen. Okay. <laughs> and so those are the four storyboarders and uh, screenwriters on this movie. In February 2019, it was announced that Daniel Kaluuya from Get Out and Lakeith Stanfield from fucking everything lately had joined the cast of the film. I just want to point out I have a huge crush on him. Oh, he's he's a girl. <laughs> he's handsome and he's talented. So I I, I support that. Obviously, I would smash him or Daniel Kalu any day, but... <laughs> Brianna, Brianna is equal opportunist when it comes yes, to, to smashing. Ryan Coogler is producing this. Obviously, Ryan Coogler is the director from Black Panther, Creed, Fruitvale Station. He's a very talented person, but he's he's got a producing hand in this. Um, wait, 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 wait. Did you see how long production took? Hold on. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I got That's some... That's my... Got some... I'm going to scream right in the middle of you, right when you right. announce it. All right, so I have a, I have something. I'm kind of confused here because there's a man named Charles King. I didn't look him up, but he provided half of the budget for this movie. He gave twenty six million dollars. That's a lot of. I mean, I don't oh, know. Right. How much okay, coin he has, I, I'd but... smash Chucky King, no problem, too. Just saying. oh, have you seen a picture of him? I, I no, I haven't. But you know, looks if he's are given up twenty six. If he's given up twenty six million for it, <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. That that's like imagine just being like here's here's I like this script. Here's money for half of it. At 26 mil like that's that's fucking pretty bananas um i guess they reached out to fred hampton's widow and her son just to make sure that the casting was like appropriate in their eyes and that the they wanted the blessing just pretty much and they did they gave it to him and so then in september 2019 jesse plemons ashton sanders and our girl dominique fishback brianna joined the cast who's that Dominique Fishback, the girl from Power. Oh, okay. All right, she's, yeah. She's in this movie. The name sounded familiar, but I couldn't remember where she was from. All right. Yeah. She's she's talented. We like her. Uh, she's like a 30-year-old who was who played a, like a 14-year-old in Power. And yep, she pulled okay. it off re- real well. Principal photography began in Cleveland, Ohio, gross, on October 21st, 2019. And on November 25th and 26th in 2019, they shot in the Ohio State Reformatory. After 42 days, Brianna. 42! Production concluded on December 19th, 2019. 42 days. That seems appropriate, I think. Yeah. See, like, in my eyes, that seems kind of fast as well. I don't know. I would say two months would be a normal amount of time. Do you know the original name of the movie? I do. What was it? Jesus is my homeboy. That's a good one. And you know what it reminds me of? What? Those fucking, remember when we were like, I don't know, teenagers just, you know, living our dreams, 
not a care in the world and we had those fucking graphic tees that everybody had where it was just said jesus is my homeboy and there was a picture of jesus doing like some thumbs up and then there yep. was some other classic ones where it was like i don't know ohio is for lovers i don't think that was the one i'm talking about but you know remember you don't remember those i know exactly what you're talking about and that's probably exactly why they changed the name of the movie because people oh, remember stuff like that. 100 <laughs> percent. i had one that said uh i don't know it was something about korea i don't i don't remember it <laughs> This production got lucky, Brianna, because editing started in January 2020, right before studios sent everybody home. So the editor already had the film files to take home with her. Do you think they like, she stuffed it in her pants and was like, I'm taking this home with me. <laughs> yeah, like fucking, uh, like fucking Edward Snowden walking, <laughs> walking out of the production studio like, I'm finishing this fucking movie. You can't stop me. Yeah, do you think she was just it. like, oh, like, oh, yeah, we're going to shut down. Okay, yeah, cool. Like, oh, yeah, it'll just be a couple weeks. She's like, fuck this, I'm taking it. She stuffs it in her bra. Fred Hampton's story will be told. <laughs> <laughs> People are going to need movies. <laughs> I just know it. At the time of this recording, Brianna, it has a 7.9 out of 10 on IMDb based on 6,131 reviews. It also has a 96% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes based on 210 reviews and a 93% audience score based on more than 50 reviews. Uh, it also has an 87% on Metacritic <sighs> and an 84% of Google users like this movie. Yeah, But we don't care about those last two because they're the silly billy ratings of the movie ratings universe. Brianna. Do you have any tidbits or expectations for the film before we go and watch? No, I just want to point out that I'm probably, don't cancel me, but I was one of those like under the rock and ignorant white people person that really didn't know about Fred Hampton or this story outside of like anything. I really only know about the Black Panthers from Forrest Gump. You know, as an Asian uh, yourself, I think you, you got other battles to fight. I think it's okay. You get a pass. We must have glazed right over the Black Panther party in my all-white school that I went to, so... Yeah, I don't... Yeah, Fred Hampton's not really getting thrown around in a lot of curriculum nowadays, so... Yeah. I, I, I think that people well, learning nowadays, from this movie yeah, probably will probably it is, you. but... Right. Uh, well, we don't... I, I don't know. Fred Hampton... The, 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 that that That's kind of a radicalized idea for a lot of lame-ass white people all it is all it takes is one kid to raise their hand and be like hey uh who's fred hampton and then the history teacher's like i don't know shut up i hate you yeah (laughs) the history teacher probably doesn't know either he's probably like i don't know fred the history teacher probably like gives a little side google you know and they're like oh yeah like i know who they are and you just i am teaching the spanish american war how dare you ask about something relevant yeah that's that's what you'll get I'm excited for the movie, like you said. I think it's going to be good. Two hours and six minutes long. What? <laughs> okay, yeah, that's cool. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm really excited. I'm ready to see it. Once I was reading uh, like more and more into the movie, aka like one sentence, I was like, oh, I can't wait to watch this bad boy. Why don't you give me the synopsis while I pack my bong here? You ready? Offered a plea deal by the FBI, William O'Neill infiltrates the Illinois chapter of the Black Panther Party to gather intelligence on Chairman Fred Hampton. I'm ready for this. This sounds fucking gritty as hell. Let's do this shit. All right, I haven't packed everybody. And in three, two, one.
And we're back from watching Judas and the Black Messiah. I fucking hate cops, Brianna. I fucking hate them so goddamn much, man. I'm filled with so much anger and rage right now. If you were a cop from the year like 1910 to 2021, you can lick my big fat hairy dick, bro. You fucking dumb mongoloid. Like, I don't give a fucking... Oh my god, like I can't... It's it's just so angering. Like, did, did the FBI in the 1960s really think that black people were going to take over the world and, like, rape all the white people? Because that's always the way it seems. Like, J. Edgar Hoover is the biggest cocksucker maybe in the history of America. Like, I I, I really can't think it. Martin Sheen played a good cocksucker, by the way. Uh, I don't know if that's to his acting talent or just the fact that he's a an asshole. I don't know if he's an asshole or not. I'm just saying. But Jesus fucking Christ, man. Uh, and this movie is long. It didn't drag, but there are so many different avenues it goes down. It takes you through maybe three different movies at one point in time. There's a lot of character arcs in this thing, and it takes you through it. Brianna, what did you think about Judas and the Black Messiah? Brianna could tell that there was definitely two movies spliced together in the same movie, and uh, one movie ends, and then, I don't know... Keith and Kevin or Keith and Kenny's movie starts up. I don't know who starts up, but there's definitely like a really clear break in the movies. Sorry. I've got a feeling that Will Brenson, his movie was more focused around like the Jesse Plemons cop, uh, like rat side of things. And then like the, the, the Lucas brothers story was more focused around like Fred Hampton and the Panthers. So I feel like that's I I, I kind of feel like I can see the distinction in the two separate movies. I don't know if which one was which, but I you you can definitely see it. You're totally right. I also am gonna order myself a a beret on Amazon. I'm ready. I'm ready for it. The Black Panther fashion is fire. The '70s fashion is gross. <laughs> <laughs> I like '70s clothes, but that's oh, okay. Oh, the stripes uh, and yeah, the bell no. bottoms and like the oh man, oh, like yes. the cardigans. So many cardigans, dude. Like tight. There was so many turtlenecks. There's so many turtlenecks. I love it. I love all the turtlenecks. I'm here for them. But you know, let's get back to the movie. Fred Hampton shouts out Bubba from Forrest Gump in this movie. Does he? Because I thought I was the only person that yelled that. Well, no. I mean, like he he's like, listen, all these. These black soldiers are fighting for America, going over Vietnam and getting killed for no reason. That's a shout out to Bubba. Shout out Bubba. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so he doesn't like really. Yeah. I was just waiting for Forrest Gump to come in. Mm, he he could have popped. There was a couple times where he could have popped in. Just for the just for mm-hmm. the record too. Uh, I just want to preface that Lakeith Stanfield plays Bill O'Neill and Daniel Kaluuya plays Fred Hampton. We're going to be referencing their names a lot, so I just I just wanted to put it right out front. Both of them fantastic. Daniel Kaluuya got a golden globe nomination and i could see him also getting a oscar nomination honestly though like where where was lakeith what do you mean like why didn't he also get the recognition from the globes who knows hopefully the oscars recognize him but he did a really good job brianna this movie is fucking crazy (laughs) and the people that jesse plemons and lakeith stanfield portray like the the man made to rat so he doesn't go to jail and like Jesse Plemons, who plays this cop who doesn't want to rock the boat or be fired in 1965 America. Like, he's not a bad FBI agent. He's not a shitty person, as far as you can tell. But he's doing shitty things because it's like he has no other options. Like, Lakeith Stanfield doesn't have any other options. He's going to go to jail for seven years. 
or whatever and he decides to to become a rat it's like i think that they really did a good job in this movie of portraying that guilt and that questioning of whether it's the right thing and all that oh definitely but i like want to know why like he didn't get any recognition like sure daniel kalu was fine he was a really good uh fred hampton but like Lakeith did a really good job and in the spoilers we'll dive more into why he did such a great job but in my opinion like sorry daniel Lakeith is my queen also like dominique fishback like where was hers Ooh, dominique fishback did a great job she was she i don't know if you could really give her like even a supporting role in this though because she wasn't in it for too long she did play an integral role so i guess there are people who have had less screen time and have gotten more awards for it um yeah daniel kaluuya played a really great fred hampton um lakeith was so tortured in this movie like he like you could see the emotion like brianna said he did such a great job you could just see the emotion on his face you could see him back and forth and he, he at one point in time he was with the movement at another point in time he was not with the movement there's a the, it's an incredible arc um everything in this movie is fucking phenomenal down to the motherfucking light motif okay there's a light motif in this movie that hits and you're like oh i know exactly what's about to happen mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i just uh I'm just a little upset, though, that Lakeith didn't get uh, anything. I know. Well, hopefully the, the Oscar noms have not come out yet, so there could be something to say. But he didn't get any he didn't mm. get any nominations in any of the festivals that they, they, they were in this year. And Daniel Kaluuya did, and he, he won a few. Um, an hour into this movie, Brianna, and you you've already feel like you've watched a full fucking movie. Halfway through, it felt like it was over. Like, the, they already told three stories to to completion and i was like what the fuck is gonna happen next yeah i got up and got a snack in the middle <laughs> the way it ends is great too um I, yeah I, I will, yeah, we'll get into good. that in the spoiler zone but just to i mean it wasn't good but it was good. yeah yeah no it wasn't good but it was good the the the, the, the whole movie was just incredible i, I really want to get into the spoiler zone because there's so much more i want to say about it but just know that the story ends up working out really well. You can tell that there's two different movies involved, but it doesn't drag. It doesn't get hung up on a lot at all. It's beautifully shot. It tells a great story. The message is extremely clear from beginning to end. Good music. And the music. The music was really good. Yeah, Brianna. How many popcorn bags are you giving it? I would give it uh, 41 out of 50 popcorn bags. Recommend it. Yes. For sure. I'm giving it 40. Seven out of fifty popcorn bags. Whoa! Yeah. Um. For whoa. For a nonfiction film, this is just right down the fucking pipe, dog. Like this shit. This shit slaps as a movie. It's very good. It's gonna piss you off. I guess, regardless of who you are, it's gonna piss you off. Like you could there, you could have several different viewpoints of the American justice system or systematic racism or whatever you want to think. And you're going to be mad watching this movie. Um, It also shows a really interesting thing that is not talked about enough in media today. And that's the Rainbow Coalition. Uh, Just the, 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 the coalition of poor whites, blacks and browns um, coming together against the system. And I think that that's something that I would love to, to see more, more, more talked about um, because it's really it's really class warfare in America today. Yeah, I think that's the big 
the big divider is class. So, uh, pores versus everyone else. I'm obviously recommending the movie. Brianna, spoiler zone. Spoiler. I don't really know the spoiler zone sound effect right now. I'm, 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 I forget off the top of my head. It could be anything. Uh, favorite parts, Brianna. I'm going right into it. The ending. Of course. The very, very yeah. ending. The movie ends with real life interviews of the real Bill O'Neill. Uh, from a documentary that aired on PBS in 1990. It's him explaining how he's going to explain to his child what he did. Um, and obviously you watched everything lead up to that point in the movie. And he essentially is just like, hey man, like I was just trying to survive. And it's 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 such a, sm- such a small comment, but it really means so fucking much. Um, another one of my favorite parts, <laughs> though, was the scene from It near the end of the movie. <laughs> wink, wink, piggy. What? <laughs> when that dude's stalking the cop in the oil rig field and the cop's all like scared and he's like, ooh, ooh. he's like looking around. He doesn't know what to do and he gets shot. <laughs> it's like a scene from It. That is, that's one of my favorite parts of the movie. Cops get shot. Trigger warning, by the way. Trigger warning all around. Oh, lots of people get shot. There is trigger plenty warning. of blood and death. Cops get killed. Black people get killed. Lots of terrible shit goes on in this movie. Fred Hampton's reaction to Lakeith Stanfield bringing out the C4. There's a there was a point in the time at the end of the movie where Lakeith Stanfield just goes he, full, full tilt. He I don't even know, he doesn't even know if he's a rat or not anymore. And he gets some C4 and he's like, "Let's go fucking blow up the town hall." <laughs> and Fred Hampton looks at him like his jaw drops. And he's real silent for like five seconds, just staring at him like he's retard, silly Billy. And and he's like, "Are you fucking stupid? Like, what's wrong with you? Like, who? Like, what? What?" And Lakeith Stanfield just loses it. Um, the light motif in this movie, I mentioned it in the in the non spoiler zone. The light motif is is a point in time in the movie where anytime Lakeith Stanfield, uh, Bill O'Neill goes to commit a crime. They play this light motif, and you're like, oh, I know something's about to fucking go down. And the two times they play it were in the very beginning of the movie where he lifts the car and then gets caught by the cops and made a rat. And the second time was when they, at the very end of the movie, when he goes to poison Fred Hampton. And you're like, oh, shit, you know he's about to do some fucked up shit. Uh, Are you talking about the song? It's called a light motif, Brianna. Okay. okay. Yeah? Just a little, 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 uh... A little knowledge for you. Just sprinkle, sprinkle on. Okay, yeah. Goes to Sundance virtually once, and all of a sudden, he's like fucking Martin Scorsese. Okay, that makes sense. That's fine. Uh, the FBI gave Bill O'Neill a fucking gas station, Brianna. Yeah, I couldn't tell if that was real or not. I, uh, I don't know. They gave him a fucking gas but, station. Like, <laughs> honestly, after it was all said, like and done. the reasoning behind. <laughs> <laughs> the reasoning behind it was like fine, I guess. And then like when you find out at the end that um Bill O'Neill actually made like two hundred thousand dollars being a rat, you're like, okay, yes, like he made so much money being a rat. Know, you're just like, all right, like a gas station too, along with that. He he escaped death Not so bad. many times in that movie. Yeah. Like so Did many. Did you times. have any more favorite parts? Um not really. Like, uh, we. What were your? Fa- what were some of your favorite parts? Um. Yeah, we already talked about it. The Black Panther outfit. 
I'm ready. Are you going to go get yourself a green jacket? There was jacket? times where I was like, yeah, there was times where I was like, I'm going to join the Black Panther Party Cubs <laughs> because I want to be wearing a beret with some fucking sunglasses and an army green shirt. I think that I would look great in it. I, that's part of like, I think it's going to be my new look. It's going to be my new Mark Zuckerberg look. Like that's going to be, if you see Brianna on the street, she's going to be wearing a beret and some sunglasses and a green shirt. Hell yeah. I like Piss it. up. Oh, I feel it. Oh, um, let's hold on, hold on. Let's talk about fucking Dominique Fishback's character for a moment, right? Like the real life woman and how she signed off on this, being like, "Yeah, like this is like as truthful like as it can get." And at the very end of the movie, like she gets caught in a crossfire, like the 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 cops just come in and bash the door down, like ten of them, and just shoot everybody in the fucking place. And she survived that shit with a baby in her stomach. Do you? Th- but do you think they made the whole movie and let her see it, and then she was like, "Yeah, that's great," or they were like, "We're gonna make a story about your baby daddy, and we just want you to know that we are asking you permission." Like, what? Uh, how for- do you think she gave? Like, how far into it was she giving her? Approval? From what I can tell, they went to her and they laid out the entire movie. Uh, and they wanted to explain to her pretty much everything that was going to be do- uh, said and done in the movie because they wanted her full blessing and without they didn't want her to be in the dark any any bit about what was going to come out or be be said about her her uh Is that your interpretation of it though or is like that actually what you found? That's what I found. And and not those exact words, but but what I found was that they went to her and they laid out everything they could possibly so they know exactly what she was she was going to be seeing so she wouldn't they wouldn't be surprised or shocked or feel like she was taken advantage of but yeah there was that that end scene where like people were getting shot in like the back of the knees their asses and like it's they're showing it and you're like oh my god oh my god my eyes and then there's the part where they're talking about like pouring boiling water on like guys dicks and you're just like what yeah and that's the black panthers that did that and you're just like what who thinks of something like that that's fucked up the fucking the headshots are brutal in this and they're relentless yeah there's some pretty good sound effects that go along with the headshots and you're like i am so ready to watch the trial of the chicago seven yeah i'm ready too did you have any least favorite parts um when Martin Sheen as J. Edgar Hoover and like all his creepy glory ass Jesse Plemons, what he'd do if if his daughter brought home a a black guy? Well, he said Negro. Honestly, I think Martin Sheen's performance was pretty like lame. Yeah, no, that that's why. Like, I I thought that he was good enough because but I just like I don't know. He, even even fucking Leo played J. Edgar Hoover and he couldn't bring him to life. Yeah, they literally could have just brought any old, like, white guy in and put some, like, bad, crusty makeup on him and, like, called him J. Edgar Hoover. Like, nothing about that performance was like, wow, Martin Sheen, like, you really rekindled our, like, fire with you. (laughs) It was just like, yeah, he was there, like, sure. He was kind of threatening and, like, whatever. His performance was very whatever. Uh, Jesse Plemons' performance, however, was very good. I enjoyed his performance. Oh, Jesse Plemons is, like, an amazing actor. Yeah. Um, so, like like I said, J. Edgar Hoover's like, what would you do if your girl brought home a Negro? And he's like, uh, well, why are we talking about this? Like, my, my daughter's an infant. Oh, yeah, he's, he's like, my daughter's, like, three years old. Not even three. She's, like, five months old. He's like, well, what would she do? And then, like, obviously, Jesse Plemons, like, looks like he knows he knows exactly what's up. Like, he knows the right answer to his question. 
And he says, well, that wouldn't happen. And then J. Edgar Hoover says, why? No, he doesn't know the right answer to his question. He knows the right answer that should be given as a human being. He knows the right answer to the trap um, so that he does not get fired or ousted as somebody who, God forbid, likes black people. Um, And it just really showed you a lot about, probably still today, but like at that point in time within the FBI and just the criminal justice system itself, like there's a lot of like, don't cross us. Like you don't, don't, don't try to think that, um, like th- this is, this is the right way to think and there's a wrong way to think. And if you think that way, you're going to get dealt with just like the black Panthers bo- poured boil, wa- uh, boiling water on that rat's dick. The, the cops will, will, will also do something to you. Like, or you just won't have a job. You won't have a livelihood. J. Edgar Hoover literally goes, because um, he doesn't want to kill Fred Hampton, really. And so J. Edgar Hoover really wants him to kill Fred Hampton. And he's like, every time you think about that, I want you to think about your daughter. Kind of like, this is your future, like, anything can happen kind of thing. And it was just really fucked up. He kind of pressures Jesse Plemons' character, and then Jesse Plemons is feeling really stressed. So he puts his stress on uh, Bill O'Neill, and then it just like it just keeps getting passed around. It's It's sad. Yeah, All because it, of fucking and this is literally why makeup. it is systemic. Yep, yep. What were your f- least Dumb. favorite parts, Brianna? Um, I don't know. I wasn't a huge fan of the people getting shot in the back of the knees and then them showing it. That was kind of gross. Yeah, that was gross. Could have gone without seeing that. There's a point where this like young kid from the Black Panther Party gets shot, and this is a personal gripe. They uh they keep showing him in the hospital and like he's like bleeding through his Johnny and like no one's caring about it and it's just like oh can we like get him a fresh one can we get him some fresh band aids like what's going on Ugh. and then there's a point where I don't know if I wasn't paying attention it could likely be that but we're not really like I wasn't a hundred percent sure how long Fred Hampton was in jail the first time like when he stole $70 worth of ice cream like there's this weird like he goes to jail and then all of a sudden his like girlfriend is like five months pregnant and you're like what what's going on like I thought he was going for years and then I don't know maybe they didn't explain it maybe I didn't pay attention it could be both so no literally, it was I have a little bit of misexplanation for just Brianna's personal problems <laughs> well, no, it, that's not on you because it was a bit of misexplanation because Bill O'Neill at one point goes, they sent Fred away for two to five, which in my head means two to five years. Um, and I think in most people's head well, means yeah, two to five years. Why would you say years. two to five months? Exactly. So, but it had to be months because the girlfriend was pregnant with Fred Hampton's baby when she got out. And so that obviously wasn't... Yeah, but then like... She was only like a... And she didn't have the baby yet. She was only like six months pregnant by the time he got out. So he was only in jail. Yeah, like, like, I don't know. Time, like, accelerates all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah. Um, But I just didn't get it because the reason why, you know, the, what's it called? The fake gang, the crowns gave Fred money was to, like, escape because he was going back to jail. So, like, why would he be going back to jail for something he already went to jail for? Like, I just, I don't get that. That's where I was a little... A little loss. Maybe that's just real shit because he was. They were just like, oh, we're just gonna throw him in jail for whatever we can because it doesn't matter. Maybe like they just can do that. Yeah, but they said that like he lost his appeal and that's why he was going back. So that's why I was even more confused because I was like, well, if he just oh, well, got he out, like, been why out was on, he appealing it? He like, could have been out on bond or something like that. They could have given him. You know what I mean? Like, 
well, that's what I was thinking. And then I just thought too much about it and I was all frazzled. So yeah, yeah, bit of, my brain was like on fire. So yeah, they did. They didn't explain that very thoroughly, but there, there are a decent amount of time jumps in this um, and, and kind of like side jumps and things like that. Did you have any more least favorite parts? No, those were the only things that Brianna just couldn't figure out. Yeah, I, I don't have any other than the, the creepy Martin Sheen moment. Um, and obviously just the the overall hate for, for law enforcement in this movie and how they're able to manipulate everything uh, and just crush a, cr- crush a whole group of people. Um, essentially, fuck the poor is, is what, this, is, is what the, the FBI said back in the, uh, back in the day. Uh, no, I, this movie was phenomenal. Uh, you should go see it immediately. It is a powerhouse of acting, directing, and the writing is, is incredible. Um, and, and honestly, really impressive that they were able to put, take two movies and put them together and not make it a shit show. So, so 100% good on you guys. That's Judas and the Black Messiah, everybody. HBO Max, go see it. Don't go to a theater, you gross sickos. (laughs) Brianna, did you watch anything else this week that was as gory as this movie? Almost. Uh, Brianna watched The Dark Knight Rises for the first time. What'd you think? I don't know why I was fucking sleeping on it this whole time. It's a fantastic film. It's good. Am I the only person that thought that? (laughs) I mean, like, I liked it. I really like Tom Hardy. It's not the best. It was a long fucking movie. (laughs) Yeah. It's not The Dark Knight, but it's good enough. It's better than, like, Superman or any of the Batman movies that just came out. Was I the only, okay, here's a spoiler. Was I the only one, like, completely shocked about, like, the ending and who Ra's al Ghul's, like, real kid was? Was I the only one sitting there, like, just totally, like, stumped and in awe? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. That's because possible. when, like, that's revealed, I was like, oh, my God, Tom Hardy, what? No? Who? This broad? What? But the whole time, like, I was sitting there watching it, you can see, like, when the little kid is in the, like, in the, you know, the down the well with the ring girl. Yeah. I could tell that the girl was, or that I could tell the kid was a girl. And so I was just sitting there like, okay, I swear that that was a girl, but like, I don't know. I don't want to identify anyone, but you know, I know that the actor that plays that person is a girl. So I was like, that's weird. But then the whole time I was just like, whatever, maybe, you know, you can play boys. That's fine. If you're a girl, that's cool. So I was confused about that. But then I was like, wow. And then I watched War Dogs, which was right up there with uh, War Dogs is so good. Yeah. I don't know why I was sleeping on that either. Miles Teller and Jonah Hill. I saw that in theaters when it first came out. Fucking phenomenal movie, dude. Those two actors, those two guys are just fantastic actors. I love it. I love the whole thing. I want to watch it again, but I don't because it was on my Netflix and I only pay for the crappy version of movies. So it was kind of, it was a little fuzzy. But that's okay. I also finished the Night Stalker documentary on Netflix, and I watched the entire, like, Cecil Hotel, Elisa Lamb disappearance thing just to find out that, spoiler, it was just an accident. Oh, okay. Well, what's your your (laughs) quick rundown of the the Night Stalker? You know, you gave us a little bit in the beginning. Did you like the ending? Were you satisfied? Was it just as gory and fucked up? I mean... uh... 
there's like a kind of a cool like neighborhood mentality where you're like, yeah, they fucking banded together and they got the the night stalker fuck you dick ramirez and then at the same time you're like wow that was really messed up and then you find out that he died of like cancer and you're like that sucks but not in like a oh like cancer sucks kind of way but you're just like that fucking scumbag died of cancer in jail and you're like that's nothing there's where's the satisfaction in that I, I want his dick boiled off. <laughs> I want someone to pour boiling water on his dick. That's not the right way for him to go. Anyway, did you watch? <laughs> someone call the Black Panthers. We need a dick boiling. Did you watch anything? I want him shot in the back of the knees. <laughs> uh, I watched. Uh, I watched something a little lighter than that. A couple. Couple things a little lighter than that. Um, I watched Lovebirds with Issa Rae and Kumail Nanjiani. Okay, how was that? So funny. I watched it on Valentine's Day with my girlfriend. Very good movie. Um, not just for couples, though. No, but very, very funny. Those two, those two people are hilarious. Like they're great comedians, uh, mm-hmm. and they play off each other really well. You really get to see both of their personalities in this movie. It was just a treat all around. I would totally suggest watching it, Brianna. It's on Netflix. It's a good four. I think I wanted movie. to watch it, but then I remember seeing like the Kamal Nagiani like SNL, and I was kind of like, oh, that was pretty lame. And I think that I really had that in my head where I was like, maybe like, I don't know. I need to take a break. No, no. Go back to it. It's, 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 it's enjoyable. It's enjoyable. Did you watch anything else? I did. I also watched Barb and Star visit Vista Del Mar. I wanted to see that. And then I realized that you had to pay for it, like a rental. And I was like, yeah, Barb and Star. It was like, I I don't know how much money it was. I I didn't rent it. It was like a, like a $2.99 or a $3.99. I was just feeling cheap. It was good. Kristen Wiig and the woman who wrote Bridesmaids with her, uh, Jamie Dornan's in it, and that's pretty much it. It was funny. It's goofy. It's kind of like a, uh, it's kind of a parody movie in a sense that there's a lot of little bits in there that remind you of like a scary movie or one of those, one of those kind of movies, you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Um the, the structure was a lot better and the comedy was a lot better than those movies because it was written by two actual writers, comedy writers. So I'd say check it out when it's free. That's that's my that's my take on that one. <laughs> that happened to me twice this past week. There was two movies that I wanted to see and then I realized that like you had to pay for them. And like, sure, I can watch them on my computer and be like a pirate, but it's just Arr. not as fun like it's not as fun to watch them on your computer because it's t- like i have a tiny little laptop i'm not complaining i'm fortunate to have it but like it's it's not that great you got to download to put it on a usb drive and then pop it in that tv brianna yeah i don't even know how to like use twitter do you think i can figure that out nope headlines brianna mark rylance and michael chiklis join adam mckay's don't look up at netflix Okay, so I don't give a Literally shit. Literally just, like, anybody that is, like, from Boston is joining that movie. So I don't – but, like, what the fuck? <laughs> the people are just joining this fucking movie left and right. Like, I thought they were already shooting it. Like, you could just, They like, are. What, is and Michael I Chiklis heard... just going to be in, like, a bit, like, of two seconds? They were like, hey, call Michael Chiklis. Like, we need him. I, that's literally what I think they're doing because it's being Where's shot. Where's Oscar winner Mark Rylance? Like, what? <laughs> it's being shot on the South Shore. It was being shot – right down the street from my dad's office and like 
I think Chris Evans was in like a bit of it and like Michael Chiklis. They're just literally calling like local actors that are like home, like pretending to quarantine. And they're just like, hey, you want to be in this movie with Leonardo DiCaprio and Jennifer Lawrence? And like, if you're looking at like the shots that people are getting, Jennifer Lawrence has this like weird red mullet thing. And mm -hmm. you're like, what kind of movie is this? Like, DiCaprio's this beard? Just, ugh, it's It seems like it's going to be awful. No, no, it doesn't. It doesn't because Adam McKay is a certified genius. So anything know, that he's doing is going to be very specific. I have no doubt in my mind that this movie is going to be hilarious for all the right reasons. Okay, well, we'll see. We'll put, well, let's see. And uh, when it comes out, and hashtag, we review it. Hashtag stamp it. Who's got their little tail between their legs, okay? Hashtag suck that mantis dick. This was going to happen. Brianna, a movie called Detective Chinatown 3 opened this weekend and made $393 million. Why are you telling me that? I'm not even Chinese. Because <laughs> the movie market is back, baby. The Chinese movie market is booming again. And I just wanted to get your opinion on Detective Chinatown 3, the title of it, and how it made $393 million. That doesn't sound like a movie that should make that much money in opening weekend. I'm sorry. Do you think it's just like a bad translation, though? Like, you know how, like, our American movies sound, like, you know, pretty decent, but then they get translated into, like, Dutch and they sound, like, fucking weird as hell. And, like, there's extra words in it. And you're like, what? Oh God, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not thinking that far. The title's just garbage. They could have listen. If they're gonna spend all this, if they're gonna make three hundred ninety-three million dollars. They could have done better research and made a better title. If they were gonna Do you think change it's like it, Thunder for the Gun, <laughs> Thunder Gun Express. Maybe it is like Thunder Gun Express. It made four hundred million dollars in a weekend, and it's the third movie of a series. Like, and it's not Marvel. Like, what? I gotta see this movie. I'm gonna see this movie. I'm gonna see Detective Chinatown one, two, and then three, and I'll let everybody know what's happening. I know very little about what happens in China other than the fact that, like, you can't get an iPhone over there to, like, save your life. So I'm kind of thinking that maybe, like, Chinese people aren't used to, like, new movies being released. So when they do get released and they're available to, like, the Chinese public, they just fucking go apeshit. Well, they've also been locked down for, like, a fucking year. So maybe that's... Yeah, that maybe, maybe everybody got a voucher. They were like, you can leave your home, but only to see Detective China Man 3. But you 3. have to give us, like, your third born. <laughs> 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 and they were like, yeah, right, fuck it. I gotta go to the movies this weekend. They were like, yeah, we already have two. That's fine. <laughs> Speaking of Asian cinema, Brianna, Bong Joon-ho has two Parasite follow-ups in the works. Did you see Parasite, the original? The, the first yeah, one, the, the first one. I'm a Did you see Parasite? Korean. Of course, of course. Uh, I love that movie. It's a fantastic movie. That is a 50 out of 50 popcorn bags, if anybody wanted to know. It's a 52 but, out of 50. Yeah. Uh, he has follow-ups in the works. Not sequels, but follow-ups. And I think that's a very interesting concept. So I don't know if they have to do with... I'm assuming they don't have to do with the same story, the original story. Uh, it could be like a Cloverfield-type situation. I don't know. We'll see. We'll find out. I'm excited, though. Uh, Maybe they'll I'm explain what the fuck that rock is. Yeah, I'm assuming it's not going to be Parasite <laughs> 2, Electric Boogaloo, and, like, Parasite 3, Parasites. Like, I don't think that's going to be the what's going Paris, on. I'm, they're, Parasids. Yeah, they're probably going to be different movies, but we'll see. Uh, the human centipede the <laughs> Parasite. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see Jared Leto in the Snyder Cut trailer? No, but that's one of my things. I'm I'm ready. I'm so excited. <sighs> I can't wait. Should we watch that for the pod? Probably, right? Why not? I don't know. I really when does see, it come really out? Because I'm going to want to see that ASAP. March, March like 17th or something like that. 
yeah, but it, like, what day is that? Like, are we, is it going to be fresh or am I going to have to wait a few days? Well, everyone else is enjoying themselves and I'm sitting there like a dumbass. Like, I have to wait. Maybe, maybe we'll wait a day, but we'll see. Maybe we can record on the, the day it comes out. Okay. I want to get your thoughts on your girl, Gina Carano. Okay, who said she was my girl, first well, of all? I mean, Just well, because she has a really built, like, shoulder neck area doesn't no, mean she's my girl. No, no, no. I said she's your girl because we both love The Mandalorian, and we both loved Cara Dune. I liked her before this. I was like, yeah, cool, I like Cara Dune. I don't know, we talked about it the other day off off episode, and we said that if Brianna was a celebrity, she would have been cancelled multiple times already for the things she says, but... I think that in the year 2021, you can't be just running your mouth like you used to. It's not, you know, 2002. You can't be doing that kind of stuff. And if you did do it in 2002, we'll find it. Yeah, I like, you know, like Gina Carano, you you want to say um, whatever you want to your friends in a text message, in the comfort no, of your No, you home. don't want to do that because then someone will take a screenshot and they'll send it and they'll expose well, her. You, listen, can't do, the- you just say it in public. You just, when you call up your friend on FaceTime and you go, you know what, this was like the Holocaust, then yeah, that's great. That's the time you say it, but you don't ever write it down, ever. Yeah, I think that Gina Carano is a fucking silly billy as shit. You write because- it down and you set it on fire. You don't you don't tweet that Republicans are being treated like the Jews in Nazi Germany. Like you just don't tweet that. You don't tweet that. You're an idiot. You're an idiot and you deserve to have your livelihood taken away from you. No one says you get to tweet like that. It's Twitter. Why do you even have to tweet? Don't be an idiot. Don't tweet. Nobody needs Doesn't to tweet. Like- don't people tweet for her? Like, that's what I'm confused about. What the fuck is wrong? Yeah, like, I just Do, don't... Don't celebrities, like, have people that tweet for them? Like, isn't there, like, a whole thing for that? If you're getting canceled, if that's what you want to call it, at this point for doing dumb shit like that, good, bro. Because fuck you, you don't even deserve to be in the public eye. Like, you're an idiot. Like, just shut your mouth and take your take your feed, piggy. Take that Disney money. Oink, oink. I'll take all the Disney money. All you had to do was not say that Republicans were being treated like Jews during the Holocaust. That's all you had to do. You just didn't have to tweet that and you wouldn't have been kicked off the Mandalorian, you fucking idiot. You fucking yeah, you idiot. you also wouldn't have just written yourself off of every other potential thing that you could have been signed for. Oh, but she has a she has a movie coming out with uh with the manlet himself. Ben, what's his face? Ben cunt boy. Ben Shapiro. That that oh. cunt boy. He's 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 a, he looks like Frodo. He's weird looking. I hate him. Okay. <laughs> Judd Apatow is making a bubble movie, Brianna. About bubbles? No, he's making a movie about actors trying to film a movie while being quarantined in a hotel. I think that's interesting. I think that's some meta shit. What do you think about that? I don't know. So you know that movie Malcolm and Marie, I think it's called? Mm-hmm. I know it's definitely Malcolm. I yeah, heard that, like, even though that's getting praises, like, it's not really that great of a movie. What does that have to do with the bubble, Judd Apatow bubble Because movie? that was filmed literally during quarantine. Ah, okay. Okay. But the Probably. Judd Apatow movie is about a movie being filmed during quarantine. I think that could be funny. I like Judd Apatow. I'd watch it. Yeah, me too. Me too. Give it a, a watch. I I'll have something for you. Yeah, what do you got? Well, give me your movie news. Phoebe Waller-Bridge and Donald Glover. Did you see that? Oh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, is that what mm-hmm. you're talking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's awesome. Is it going to be a TV show or a movie? I think it's going to be like a series, they said. 
Ooh, I that's probably awesome. would be like a streaming series. It would be my guess because if it's on regular television, it's going to be shit. But yes, that should be. Hopefully, that's a Netflix or a Hulu or a Amazon Prime or even an HBO Max. Just yeah, <laughs> not not regular TV. Thank you. Like ABC. Um, but yeah, that would be really good. <laughs> I'm ready for that. I don't know about Donald Glover as like an action star though. We'll see. No, well, I mean, he's he's Lando Calrissian. Yeah, like the least actiony of like all the Star Wars people. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how it goes, though. I got, I got, I got faith. I think R two D two has more action than Lando Calrissian, but whatever. That's besides <laughs> the point. Let's not get into that. There's another thing. There's going to be a Wizard of Oz reboot. Really? And not like the one with James Franco, Franco, like the real James Franco, not like when you imagine James Franco in places. Not like that <laughs> horseshit movie. There's going to be like a real like singing reboot of The Wizard of Oz. Like and the, the Wiz? director of, or the writer of Watchmen, Nicole, what's her face? She's going to be directing it. So I bet it's going to be pretty good. And I but love The Wizard of Oz. I don't care what anyone says about it. Wait, the director of what? Is it going to be a musical? No, right? Well, yes. it's not like, well, The Wizard of Oz isn't a musical, but there is singing in it. Well, The Wiz was a musical, though. With yeah, that Jackson. was a straight up musical. Yeah, okay. <laughs> the Wiz okay. with Michael Jackson. <laughs> okay, I really liked The Wizard of Oz. I'm a fan of the original Wizard of Oz. I think Judy Garland was a was a good talent. Um, I wonder who's going to play G- uh, Dorothy. I don't know, but I hope they get some, like, just random, like, nobody, and they turn it into a star. I don't want them to get fu- some, I don't know, fucking Silly Billy, like, Taylor Swift, or... Oh, God. No way it's those, a white girl. Like, young no way it's a white Disney girl. Disney Channel. I don't want any of those people. I want, like, Selena Gomez. Real... No, no. Selena Gomez is too old. I'm sorry. But... <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I bet it's fucking Zendaya. I bet it's fucking Zendaya. She's in everything, and she plays yeah, teens. Yeah, but even she's, like, kind of too old for it. I want them, like, I to... Because, I don't know, how old... What's his... Uh, Dorothy's only supposed to be, like, a teenager, isn't she? Oh, I don't know. Dorothy looked like a 30-year-old woman in that movie. I don't... Okay, well, but just because she has breasts doesn't mean she's a woman. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Brianna. I was talking about her breasts, but all right. <laughs> That's exactly what you were talking about, you sicko. It's, it's not going to be a white girl. No way it's a white girl. There's no, no way. No, I want them it's to get girl. someone just like I don't I want them to get an unknown. I want them to just pluck someone from yeah. the the giant oyster field that the world is and I want them to just make them a star. But not yeah. like Annie. Remember that Annie reboot, reboot? That was trash. Well, the Annie reboot, the girl who played Annie was the girl from Beast of the Southern Wild and that movie was incredible. Yeah, but see, they already plucked her for yeah, Beast of the Southern Wild, yeah, she and that's plucked. what made her. Yep, right. I I agree. They they should they should pluck somebody for 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 Wizard of Oz. You can't put a star that's already somebody. You can't even put somebody that's already been in a TV show, like an established TV show, in that role because it's going to take away from Dorothy, one hundred percent. You can do that for the 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 lion or the the tin, the, man. The tin man or like the scarecrow. You can do you could put. You oh, can put I famous want, actors. I want to see in like classic roles. singing people. I want to see Billy Eichner as one of them. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, that's like mm-hmm. yeah, things like that. That wouldn't take away, but Dorothy needs does need to be uh, plucked. That's that's a good point, Brianna, and a great way to end the show on a, a more positive note. We've been a bit negative in this episode to uh, some people, I bet, <sighs> but that was a good way to end it, and I appreciate that. 
Next week, everybody, is Nomadland. Very excited. Oscar favorite. Brianna, it finally comes out this Friday. Did you just sigh when I said that? (laughs) You can go right to hell. Everybody, you can hit us up on Twitter, on Instagram, in the Discord. Go check out our YouTube channel, or we will not let Marjo out of the basement. I guess even if you go check it out, we still won't let him out of the basement because that's where he lives. Thank you so much, everybody. We love you. See you next week. Brianna, say goodbye. Bye. Bye, Beans. Bye. Peace.